0: Today's story uh, was originally published at the first line, the second of my two stories published there. Uh, it's also available in uh, my collection Shady Acres and Other Stories. The title is Sunbaked Sand. After nine years of marriage, Mary knew that the holidays were not a good time to ask her husband for a favor. It was the first year that Tariq warned her. Mary, he said one Saturday afternoon, Ramadan starts next week. Are you ready? What do you mean? You've never been through Ramadan before. Yeah, so? Listen, we're supposed to fast and not smoke and atone for our sins during the day. And as soon as the sun goes down, we feast. Most nights, it's a party and we're up late. And then to get through the day, we get up early to be able to eat before the sun comes up. It's hard on me. Muslims are supposed to be charitable during Ramadan. If we do well and avoid these pleasures during the month, it's more likely that we'll obtain what we want the rest of the year. But a month of fasting during the day, feasting at night, and early morning meals takes its toll. I get cranky and tired. I know I can't ask much of you, but go easy on me. Okay. It's not that easy. You going to turn into a monster? Mary asked, starting to laugh. Mary, you need to take this seriously, I'm not going to be a monster, but I'm going to be a pain in the ass. Apparently, she didn't believe him. The first few days of Ramadan were fine that year, but by the second week, the circles under his eyes had grown darker and deeper. His responses to her were more curt, and he spent more time in his bedroom in the dark. But she did it anyway. The 17th day of Ramadan, with the lawn approaching six inches in height, Mary asked Tariq, Could you mow the lawn today? You've kind of let it go this month. No, he snapped. I'm not. I'm tired and hungry. I don't care about the stupid lawn. You want it mowed? You do it. He stormed out of the house and didn't return until very late. Treek didn't apologize that night. He just went to bed. Before he walked back to his room though, he knocked on Mary's door. It's Ramadan, Mary. I can't worry about the lawn. It's about my relationship to Allah. The lawn didn't get mowed, not until three days after Ramadan ended. Most years since, there was always something. Just like a non-Jew doesn't get the significance of a bar mitzvah. The boy is just turning 13 after all. Why does he need a big party that's going to cost thousands of dollars? Mary didn't get Ramadan and what it did to her husband. And every year she would step into it. Could you go to the store and get me some eggs? No. No. I'm fasting right now, and you want me to go to a grocery store? Unbelievable. And he stormed out of the house. You think you could empty the dishwasher once in a while? Mary, do you remember what I told you a few years ago about Ramadan? Yes. No favors. But you're just sitting around doing nothing. Mary, he said again, his voice rising. I'm fasting. I'm atoning for my sins. I'm thinking about how I can be a better person. Don't you get that? And he stormed out of the house. Mary eventually did get it, and the last couple of years had seen Ramadan come and go in relative peace. But now she had a favor to ask, and it couldn't wait no longer. She opened the door to his bedroom and peered into the late afternoon darkness caused by the setting sun and heavy drapes drawn across the windows. Tariq, are you in there? Yeah. She could see the faint outline of his form as he rose from the floor, having finished the maghrib, the prayer that marked the end of the day and that it was time to eat. We need to talk. I need you to do something for me. Can't it wait? I have to go to Salim's to break the fast. No. Mary, I've got such a headache. Please. It can't. She hesitated. I can't do this any longer. Tariq sighed. What are you talking about? Us. This marriage. We had a deal. He turned and took a step towards her. Yes, we had a deal, he shouted at her. You promised me that after we got married, you would take the test. Mary responded. You promised me you would become a citizen. You promised. For a moment, she couldn't go on. Mary sat down on the edge of the bed and began to cry. Tariq paced back and forth in front of her, breathing heavily. He rubbed his hand across his eyes. And I thought my headache couldn't get any worse. Tariq, you promised me this wouldn't be forever. I know. It's been nine years. If I had known, I never would have agreed. When we got married, I wanted to do this for you. I knew you were scared of being deported. I knew what you would face if you had to go back there. Before she could go on, Tariq interrupted her. Do you really? he asked. You always told me that it was only temporary, Mary responded, ignoring the question. You were going to do what you needed to do to become a citizen as soon as you could. She paused for a couple of beats of her heart and continued. It's been nine years. It was a mantra she had repeated to herself over and over as time went on. First, it was four years, and then five. As their years rolled through six and seven, the mantra became a daily part of her mental conversation. As the eighth year turned to the ninth, it had become an obsession. Nine years, nine years of her life down the rabbit hole. Nine years sucked into a vortex never to come back to her. Mary, can we please talk about this in a couple of weeks when Ramadan is over? My head will be clearer. No, that's not all. Gathering her strength, Mary stood up. I met somebody a couple of years ago. Truth be told, Mary hadn't stopped asking for favors because she had finally understood what Ramadan did to Tariq. She had stopped asking for favors because she had found a monumental distraction from her sham of a marriage. What? Tariq shouted. He stopped pacing and looked at her. Did you really expect me to do this forever, Tariq? To be in this loveless, meaningless marriage and not want what I need and deserve? Did you think I would never meet somebody? She began poking him in the chest as she stated each question more emphatically. He doesn't know anything about you. His name is Jeff. Last week he asked me to marry him and I want to be able to say yes. At least I do once I explain all of this to him. Who knows? Once he finds out about the lie I've been living, he may change his mind. But I can't wait any longer to answer him. You can't do this to me. Tariq, what about what you've done to me for the past nine years? I have given you more than enough of my life. You know we never loved each other. This was never about that. We got married so you could stay, so you wouldn't be forced to return home. That's fine. I agreed to do it, with an open heart and an open mind. You were one of my best friends in college, and I wanted to do this for you. But over the years, as I've watched and waited, I've lost any desire I had to help you out. You promised me, Tariq, over and over, when I expressed doubts about doing this. You assured me that it wouldn't be for long. Well, it's been too long. Too damn long, and I'm ready to get on with my life. I want a divorce. Mary tapped Tariq on the chest one more time as she finished speaking and then walked around him and out of the room. (laughs) A single suitcase lay on the bed in her room. Mary had finished packing it before going to find Tariq. She picked it up now and began to walk out of her room and towards the front door. The door to Tariq's room creaked, and she couldn't help it. She stopped and turned to him. Mary, don't do this to me. Not now. Can't we talk some more? Can't you give me more time? Time? More time? That's all I've given you is my time. I have no more to give you. She turned and opened the front door. As she walked towards her car, Mary didn't hear the door behind her open. She didn't see Tariq come out of the house. "'Being a gay man in Afghanistan is a death sentence,' he yelled at her. "'But it's not just any death sentence. "'I'll be raped. "'They'll use anything they can find to abuse me with. "'A broomstick, a broken bottle, the business end of a gun. "'You name it, I'll be tortured. "'Gay men don't exist there, at least not openly.' To be gay in Afghanistan is to acknowledge that you deserve to die. As Mary turned around, she sighed, And you know what? Your life here isn't much better than it would be back in Afghanistan. Then she saw the gun in his hand. Tariq, what are you doing? I can't let you do this to me. I can't go back there. She sat down right where she had been standing, in the middle of the walkway between the house and the street amidst the knee-high grass that had become a Ramadan tradition. Mary looked up at Tariq, who appeared to tower over her from the porch. What's so great about your life here? You live a lie. You aren't tortured here, but you don't live openly for fear of the immigration police finding out the truth about our marriage. You'd have to hide your true self there, or get brutalized and probably killed. But you're hiding here, too. You can't live as a gay man. "'If you did, you'd get deported before you knew it "'because they'd know we aren't real.' "'As she spoke, Tariq sat down on the top step of the porch. "'He let the gun dangle from his hand, resting on his knee. "'Tariq, I'm tired of living a lie,' Mary said. "'I'm so damn tired of treading water. "'That's what I've been doing, what we've both been doing, "'treading water. "'My arms are tired. "'My legs have given up. "'I'm sinking.' She looked at him and could see the moisture forming in his eyes. He was seconds from the first silent tears beginning to stream down his cheeks. You've got a gun in your hand. What are you going to do? I'm scared. I don't know what to do. The tears started to flow, silent no more as he sobbed. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just kill myself. Tariq began to bring the gun up towards his head, looking at it as he began to place more pressure on the trigger. Tariq, give me the gun. Tariq looked at Mary. Why? You don't want to kill yourself, Tariq. You want to live an honest life. You're just as tired of this as I am. Tariq, give me the gun. He flung it at her and collapsed into a sobbing heap. The weapon landed with a thud a couple of feet to her right. The blades of grass swayed back and forth as the gun disappeared into the depths of the unmowed lawn. It's not loaded. I was just hoping to scare you. He sniffled and wiped his eyes with his sleeve. I couldn't think of anything else to do. Tariq, look at me. He lifted his head and met her gaze. You have to let me go. With a wrenching sound from deep inside, he cried, I know. I'm sorry. Tariq stood up, looking at her one last time, and turned to go back into the house. Silence enveloped Mary after the echo of the door slamming shut faded away. The sudden sense of finality and freedom left Mary paralyzed, incapable of standing up. For several minutes, she stared at the house where she had lived for the last nine years. She had stayed there, but the building had not actually been a home to her. For nine years, she hadn't actually lived the life she wanted to. Finally, with a sigh, she stood up. Tariq, I'm so sorry. I wish you the best, she whispered as she turned towards her car. The air was crisp with the bite of late fall and the setting sun. The trees had lost most of their leaves and a steady breeze began to blow in from the west, scattering the few leaves that remained on the ground. Mary was convinced she had done the right thing. The wind was erasing the years and memories. It was time for her to find a real life and start living it.